2: A Texas high school shooting.
3: We grieve for everyone uh, who's been harmed or impacted by this in any way whatsoever. Democrat
2: disagreements testing the president's patience. Well, let's vote and end this mess today. The FBI to investigate outspoken parents. You have lo-
4: local law enforcement that is quite capable of engaging. Uh, they don't need the feds, the, the, the FBI, for heaven's sakes.
2: This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, October 7th. I'm Rich Thomason. An 18-year-old being held in a Texas school shooting.
5: The Arlington Police Department says Timothy George Simpkins was taken into custody without incident and charged with multiple counts of aggravated assault with a gun. Kevin Colby is the Arlington Assistant Police Chief. There was a fight between a
0: student and another individual...
5: Audio courtesy WFAA. Colby said four people were injured, two of them with gunshot wounds, and three of them were taken to the hospital. About 1,900 students were evacuated from Timberview High School and taken by bus to a local performing arts center to be reunified with their parents. I'm Jennifer King.
2: Stephanie Wade's daughter attends Timberview High. She says her daughter and her husband were both inside the school when the gunshots rang out.
5: Luckily, my husband was able to text me and let me know. That he was safe, and that my daughter was safe. Um, but he had his number one concern was the students at hand. I knew if something was to happen, that my husband would put himself in the way. So that's what my concern was: was where was this active shooter at?
2: This student thankful to be alive.
5: I was on the art hallway, and this happened in the English hallway. But I knew one of the, two of the teachers who yeah, got it happened to. It.
0: I'm
2: so glad just that everything's okay now and I'm fine. Another sign of a rift within the Democrat ranks on Capitol Hill, the divide between those on the left and those on the far, far left. This time it has to do with the response to the harassment by progressive activists of a
3: Democrat senator from Arizona. Here's Daybreak Insider's Eric Hutt Axios reports progressive Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont withheld his name on a joint statement condemning last weekend's protests against Senator Kirsten Cinema because it did not include a rebuke of her political views. The move marks the deep divide between progressive and moderate Democrats at odds over the cost and scope of the president's agenda. Sanders wanted the statement to urge Cinema to drop her opposition to prescription drug reform as well as Biden's $3.5 trillion social safety net expansion. Reportedly, an aide to Democrat Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey, who organized the statement, refused to make the edits. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York and Senators Dick Durbin, Mark Warner, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Manchin, Amy Klobuchar, and Catherine Cortez Masto all signed the statement in addition to Booker. Now, while the statement was drafted and signed, it has not been published, and it's unclear if it will. Those in Senator Sinema's inner circle have privately expressed frustration that her fellow Democratic senators in the White House haven't more forcefully spoken out about the incidents. Sinema is quoted describing the incident at Arizona State University as not a legitimate protest and wholly inappropriate. Monday, President Biden told reporters he didn't think the protesters' tactics were appropriate. But added, it happens to everybody. It's part of the process. Meanwhile,
2: Congress foresees a short-term debt fix. Congress pulled back from a standoff over lifting
1: the government's borrowing cap Wednesday as Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell offered to allow an emergency extension into December. The offer came as Republicans were prepared to block a procedural vote in the Senate. Speaking to reporters, Senator Bernie Sanders. I think it's a step forward. Obviously, I hope that we can now negotiate a process that does not,
4: uh, that uh, creates uh, a long-term solution.
1: But while an unprecedented and potentially catastrophic federal default would be averted, it also set the stage for a possible repeat battle in December. Mike Gracia, Washington.
2: At a round table with CEOs and business leaders, President says that lifting the debt ceiling is all about paying the country's bills, albeit with more borrowed money.
0: Raising the debt limit is paying our old debts. There's nothing to do with new spending or what may be coming this year or other years. There's nothing to do with my plans on infrastructure or
2: building back better. The president's facing a Senate filibuster as Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew says Democrat Senator Joe Manchin is holding firm. The West Virginia
4: Democrat is under pressure from his own party to reverse course on the filibuster, but so far to no avail. Democrats' latest appeal to Manchin, a one-time exemption from the filibuster, just long enough to push through a debt limit hike with no support from Republicans. Outside his Senate office, Manchin told a gaggle of reporters, even that's a no-go. In his words, quote, I've been very, very clear where I stand
2: on the filibuster,
4: nothing changes.
2: Quinnipiac University, well known for its political polling, has Mr. Biden's job approval at 38%, which is an all-time low. He's nearly 30 points underwater with independents. A real clear politics average as him below 45% for the first time. California's vaccine mandates continuing to lengthen those unemployment lines. Healthcare giant Kaiser Permanente says it has
1: placed more than 2,200 employees nationwide on unpaid leave for failing to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. The suspended employees make up a little over 1% of Kaiser's workforce. Kaiser says the suspended employees have until December 1st to get vaccinated and those who choose not to will be terminated. Kaiser, based in Oakland, California, announced the vaccination requirement on August 2nd. In September, President Joe Biden ordered companies with more than 100 employees to require vaccinations or weekly
2: testing for COVID-19. I'm Mike Crossia. New York is working through challenges to its various vaccination mandates.
5: A U.S. district judge has rejected a court challenge to New York City's vaccination mandate for school staff. The judge cited the harm that could take place to school children. The lawsuit was one of several challenges to vaccination mandates in the state, which included one statewide for hospital and nursing home workers. Northwell Health, New York State's largest health care provider, says they've terminated 1,400 employees for refusing to be vaccinated. I think we've given everybody ample opportunity. Dr. David Batinelli is their chief medical officer. Batinelli spoke at an event on Long Island in which Sandra Lindsay received her booster shot. She's the nurse who was famously the first to receive a COVID-19 vaccine outside of clinical trials. Today um, signifies just an, another chapter in the fight against this deadly virus.
2: I'm Jennifer King. Overseas, Russia's daily COVID death toll surpassing 900 for the first time. The
0: record comes amid vaccination uncertainties and the government's reluctance to impose tough restrictions to control new cases. The nation's state coronavirus task force has reported 929 new COVID-19 deaths and just over 25,000 new confirmed infections in the last 24-hour period. Vladimir Putin's Kremlin has blamed the surge on too few Russians getting vaccinated. I'm Charles Duladesma.
2: And finally this morning, Daybreak Insider's Eric Hudd says the Biden Justice Department is planning to call in the FBI to investigate parents who show up at their local school board meeting to raise questions and in some cases raise their voices about what their kids are being taught in the government schools. Concepts including Critical race theory.
3: Parents who have voiced concerns at school board meetings have prompted the National School Board's administration to characterize the threat as domestic terrorism. NSBA CEO Chip Slavin said in a statement emailed to the Associated Press, quote, Our letter to President Biden was about stopping dangerous and threatening acts that school board members and other education leaders are receiving. NSBA's letter to the Biden administration does state threats against school board members could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. They could be prosecuted under anti-terrorism and anti-hate crime statutes. NPR reports Attorney General Merrick Garland has directed federal authorities to meet with local law enforcement over the next month. The one-page memorandum directs the FBI and U.S. attorneys' offices to open up channels of communication for threat reporting, assessment, and response.
2: Heritage Foundation senior fellow Mike Gonzalez tells the Salem Radio Network the Attorney General's proposal tramples on two fundamental rights.
5: This is at a, at an
4: attempt to chill debate. Americans are, uh, have the right in the First Amendment, they have a, the right uh, to, to, to free speech, eh? that government cannot uh, limit our free speech. And we also have also in the First Amendment the right to petition government.
2: And he says the federal government has no authority to police school board meetings.
4: Mary Garland, the attorney general, knows he cannot do this. So at best, this is an attempt to scare parents. And that's really disgusting that they're
2: doing that. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew says there's a growing firestorm of controversy over this.
4: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was quick with a promise to defend parents in his state from intimidation by the FBI. The Citizens' Rights Group Alliance Defending Freedom has now sent a letter to Attorney General Mary Garland asking he rescind his order to investigate parents as a possible threat. ADF General Counsel Christian Wagner wrote, quote, Parents expressing concern over critical race theory, gender theory, and COVID-related mandates in public schools do not qualify as domestic terrorists. Wagner notes citizens have the right to express their concern to elected officials with no fear of government punishment
2: for doing so. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. Join us again tomorrow. I'm Rich Thomason.